Welcome back, everybody. We are on episode nine of We Got a Memo podcast. I just realized I didn't do like an intro like I did last time where I could say, this is podcasting, but that's okay. I just said it. Can you guys believe we've been doing this for over two months now? Wow. I just thought about that. So that's good stuff. John's obviously looking at something because he's not responding, but it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter dude it's cool i thought you were laughing at something else but it doesn't matter um but yeah we're back episode nine the combine is over did any of you guys watch it i watched my cousin perform which who's your cousin his name is tommy sweeney he is a tight end he played for boston college tommy sweeney i'm gonna look him up throughout the show and see if he's got draft projections but um, as of last season, you know, as the season was going on, they were talking about third or fourth round draft pick. What's his name again? Tommy Sweeney? Yep. Sweeney. He's a monster of a dude. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. It, it's hard to believe that they're related, honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah? To John and... He was posting some of his workouts before the combine. Like, my God. <laughs> All right, draft profile. Ooh, he's got good size. They says he's not speedy or anything. Good hands. Got some good yak. <laughs> Worst trait, athleticism. That's okay. This isn't my opinion. This is based on the draft network. But I hope he gets drafted, John. That way we have a connection. Um... Anyway, like I said, Combine ended. I watched on Friday for the... I watched the running backs, O-linemen, and the wide receivers. So I think that's Thursday, Friday. I don't know why I watched it, because I was at work, and it was just like hearing them grunt and run the 40-yard dash and do vertical jumps. I don't know why I watch it every year. It's just kind of fun. Um, So I have... A couple notes from there about the Combine. I have a couple notes from news from the Combine, not necessarily about Combine players. And then today we'll get into a little bit of basketball, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of hockey. We'll have a guest come on who was rolling in my roommates um, our senior year. Uh, I hope you guys like him. I don't really, but it's okay. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like Kyle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so the first... The first thing, the probably the biggest news from the Combine was Kyler Murray measured in at 5'10 and 1 8th, weighing 207. His hands, I think, are 9.5 inches. To put that into context, they're bigger than Baker Mayfield's, bigger than Jameis Winston's. He is a little shorter than Russell Wilson. He weighed just about the same as Russell Wilson in the Combine. I have some notes about that. But the matter, the fact of the matter is that he measured in at 5'10 and not 5'9, which is a big deal for a lot of NFL teams. Um, and now, hi, Kyle. Where are you? Give me one second. Oh, my gosh. Um, what a fail. Sorry about that, but... Um, so those were her size. Huh? Yeah, I, I mean, might as well just keep it in. We like to keep it real on We Got a Memo podcast. If only we were on YouTube as well. That would have been really funny to see. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> we'll work on that. Um, but I want to get, Roland, I definitely want to get your take on all that. But be, I mentioned all that because there are reports that many executives think Kyler Murray will now be drafted number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, why not? Um, well, for, first off, I understand that as a quarterback, you have to be able to see over, um, like, your offensive lineman and the defensive players and all that. But in my opinion, the 5'10", 5'9", thing, I just think it's silly. Um, like, I don't see it as a big deal as, as people make it. Um, I understand, like, you know, 5'10". You know, if he's under like like five nine, like five eight, five seven, five six, it's like okay. Like, are you really 
going to be successful in the NFL. But one inch, I mean, he's also he was also like barely five ten. Yeah. So like, it's like okay, this is a little silly, but I did I did see all that stuff. Um, the Arizona Cardinals thing, like, in my opinion, uh, I saw I saw some stuff saying that they would be able to get like a third round pick for Josh Rosen. So like the fact that you drew you drafted him fifth overall or something like that last year. It was the ten. Draft, they drafted at ten, and they okay. traded up to get him at ten. And I think it's so stupid on the Cardinals' part that they are looking to trade away this brand new quarterback for Kyler Murray. Um, but as the Patriots are one of the teams that are, like, really in the running to try and get him. Uh, I think it's cool, sure, whatever. I'll give him a third-round pick for that. Like, that's the easiest trade Bill Belichick would probably ever have to make in his life. <laughs> I mean, so, if Cardinals want to be stupid, they can go be stupid. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be in the, the NFL for very long. Yeah. Uh, Zay or John? Uh, I I think I'm I'm with you on that. I think it would be stupid, especially because you traded up to get Josh Rosen in the first place. Uh, but I mean, what you could do is just draft them and see how they both work out. And you could even use um, I don't know. I think I'm with you. I I don't think they should draft him. I think they should draft a, another. Uh, position player, but I'm interested to see what Arizona does because honestly, nobody knows what they're doing right now. So, yeah, I don't think they should, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, John, what about you? So, I don't know how much you know about it, but tell us what you know. Ask questions if you need it. I got you. I'm going to come out swinging, saying it. Draft this man and play him. What are your thoughts on just, like, so most quarterbacks in the league, with a couple exceptions, you know, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson right off the top of my head, they're generally 6'2". Do you think a 5'10 quarterback, that causes much of an issue? With the fact that Kyler Murray had a pretty big offensive lineman at Oklahoma, and he only had five passes batted down last season. I think if he's good enough to be drafted number one overall, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. You should be able to play well. His career, we're looking at career stats, his completion percentage is at 70% and 85% for 2018 and 2017, respectively, which means he can get it up and over some of the offensive linemen and, you know, he played against. I'm with Xavier, just draft him play him, see who does better between him and Josh Rosen, and he should be good enough if he's being drafted number one overall. Sure, he might get rocked if he gets sacked, but his face is a little smushed anyways. Yeah, so I think part of it is, one, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't the coach last year, Um, so I think that's why there's so many rumors going on. Obviously, that quote where he said he would draft him number one. But if they're really going to move forward, why not, like, if the if you're the GM and you're even thinking about drafting Kyler Murray, you should draft Kyler Murray because, obviously, Josh Rosen may be a good player. Maybe he goes to Washington, Miami, New England, gets a one or a two. That I don't see what's wrong with that. If you're rebuilding like they are, trade him away, get another pick. It's going to be a good pick. Um, I think he's a better runner and thrower than Lamar Jackson last year. Lamar Jackson went 32. I've heard people say he's a better runner and thrower than Michael Vick, who went number one overall. I think he can play. My I, The only concern I would have, and I think you guys mentioned it, would be injury. Like He's so small. And yes, he weighed 207. But people have said he had to bulk up to get to that weight. What his his playing weight is going to be 196, whatever he was in college. Um, yeah. Just 
just real quick, I want to be clear that the reason I think that the Cardinals shouldn't take him has nothing to do with Kyler Murray's skill. I think that it has to do with um, Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, the Cardinals as an organization. I think they need a lot of help. They've needed a lot of help uh, in different positions, and I don't think that the quarterback uh, was one of them. So that's I nothing yeah. against Kyler Murray. Whoever gets him is going to have, I think, a great team for years to come. Uh, I just don't think that the Cardinals should be the one to do it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I think they have bigger issues than the quarterback position. I think what he had, Josh Rosen, he had one season. I think you let him keep playing, see what happens. Um, I just, I, you need to draft someone else. You have bigger issues in the quarterback position. As good as he is, like you said, Roland, I just, you need to, I think you need to find someone else. Yeah, I to go along with that, I just think, as it stands, who's on the hotter seat in Arizona? Is it the GM or is it Cliff? If you ask me, it's the GM. So if there's any, you know, leeway, I think they're going to go with what Cliff wants just because they they fired Steve Wilkes last year. So the GM is on his last... He's on thin ice because if you look at his draft, the past few first-round picks, not, not super successful. Dion Buchanan... Is a kind of hybrid linebacker. He's all right. Hassan Reddick, same kind of deal. All right. Josh Rosen, we'll see. Um, so if I think you can, if you get, if they think Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback, you have to. And there are teams that need a quarterback, like like we mentioned. Saints need a successor. Chargers need a successor. Patriots need a successor. Who knows who's going to be quarterback for the Redskins? Is Colt McCoy really that much better for than Josh Rosen? Don't think so. Is Josh Rosen really that worse, much worse than Ryan Tannehill? We'll see. Um, so that's, I mean, that'll, that's obviously something to watch. But that was the big story. Um, Kyler Murray measuring in that height. Uh, uh, to go back, like I said, he bulked up to 207. People like to compare him to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson was 207 around there at the Combine. Russell Wilson plays at like 220. Kyler Murray plays at like 196. So there's a big difference between the two. While they may be similar in height, um, their frame is just different. And I think you could see that if you just looked at them. Russell Wilson's a thick yeah. boy. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray's... Nothing against Kyler... <laughs> nothing against Kyler Murray, but he's, he's just a little skinnier. So who knows if he'll hold up. Um, if he puts on weight, will he slow down? One of his great assets. So we'll see. Um... The two prospects that I'm sure the internet has blown up on, I'm sending a link to your guys' phone. There's a shirtless picture of DK Metcalf, who I'm talking about. John, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sure Roland and Zay, you guys have. But John, look at this picture of this man and keep these stats in mind. Ridiculous. He's literally like a demigod. All right. He's 6'3", 6'3", 228 pounds, 1.6% 1.6% body fat. He ran a 40-yard dash in 4.33 seconds, one of the fastest times in the whole weekend. He has a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. Spell that out. That spells freak. Freak athlete. He's a monster. Avengers, call him up to take on Thanos. He can do it. He is unreal. Yeah. He blew up at the Combine People are now getting more attention. The biggest concern for him is he only played 21 games in college because he had a uh, neck injury. Um, so that's like a red flag. Have a neck. It's all muscle. <laughs> right? I, I couldn't believe it. And he just... This is issue. He dominated. Uh, the other one, Montez Sweat, defensive lineman from Mississippi State. Uh, 6'6", 260 pounds. His 40-yard dash was a 4.41 seconds. Uh, which is faster than Odell Beckham Jr., and this man is a defensive lineman. Also a freak. There are some real freaks in this class. If I'm a Bills fan and we shore up the offensive lineman, I want DK Metcalf, because do you want that man running at you at 4.33 for a 40-yard dash? you want him running at you? I don't think so. I'd get out of the way. You know who needs him? Who? The Steelers. Especially if they trade Antonio Brown. That's a perfect segue because there is 
there are two things about Antonio Brown that came out this week. One was he said, if a team wants me, they have to play by my rules, which is probably the dumbest thing he could have said. No one's going to want him. I'm sure someone will, but it's just like, come on, man. Who do you think you are? Does he does he have a Super Bowl ring? Nope. I, I don't I didn't think so. However, there are reports that the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Cardinals are the three teams reportedly that have called to trade for him. And the Titans, I think. And the Titans? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I think. Raiders could use him. John Gruden's a little crazy. He might be okay. Um and they're they're a weird organization, so that I could definitely see happening. Yeah. The Broncos with John Elway, I just don't know if he's a good culture fit. And if... <laughs> I feel like he's going to regret leaving Big Ben because Joe Flacco is not as good as Big Ben and yeah. different players. And then Arizona, it'd be fun if they had Kyler Murray and Antonio Brown, but who knows if that's going to happen. Yeah. And Larry Fitzgerald's getting old. I don't know what their cap situation is, but... I, out of those three teams, Titans, I really don't understand. Yeah. But of those three teams, I'd say Oakland. Yeah, and we better get a first-round pick for him. Um, I know people are saying that he's too much of a hassle for a first-round pick, but still, I think even if it's a high first-round pick, I think you, I don't know, because... You need to get a replacement for him, and who's better than Metcalf? I mean, I don't know. I just Antonio Brown needs to be quiet because his his stock just goes uh, down if he keeps talking, and that means Steelers aren't going to get a first round pick. So, right, he's he's hurting the Steelers by talking. Right, because if he keeps talking like this, teams are going to want to trade for him, and the Steelers want to trade him. Like, yeah. they're trying to help you out, so just, he should literally shut up, let the Steelers work out a trade, and then yeah. problem solved. Yeah. Well, supposedly, uh, I think I was, I think I saw something that they, Antonio Brown wants the Steelers to release him, and so, which, because, right, he, he could then choose whatever team he, he would want to be on, mm-hmm. so I think that's why he's talking, so that the trade value goes down so that but it still doesn't make sense it still hurts him though yeah because teams yeah. aren't going to be like eh, we don't want you yeah and i just feel like if that's a situation the steelers wouldn't do that because they're aren't they gonna have to pay him yeah that 20 million anyway so you might as well trade him get something. trade him or just hold on to him because yeah. if he doesn't play doesn't he lose money he gets fined right so he loses money yeah. So, he yeah. really has no control over the situation, except that he can make things worse for him if he wants to. Yeah. You guys got any other NFL things that you wanted to bring attention to before we move on? Um, I also... 2021, looking like DK Metcalf. Who? Who? I'm gonna be as thick as your man DK. Impossible. No way. No. I gave myself two days. But I was I was gonna bring up uh so I watched just a little bit. I watched um inside linebackers just because the Steelers need an inside linebacker desperately because of Ryan Shazier's in- injured two seasons ago. Um but there's some good inside linebackers too. Uh Devin White from L S U he can. He's pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, who was it? Devin Bush from Michigan. Yeah, those guys were flying. Yeah, and Mac Wilson from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you can get someone from Alabama too. Um, so I, I just watched a little bit of that, but they looked good in the uh, the combine as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's, those guys were flying, running four fours, maybe four threes. DBs were running four threes. O linemen were running four nines. There's some. The only questionable talent there was probably quarterback, and people were saying Dwayne Haskins looked real good throwing the ball. Um, 
So if you need defense, it's a good year. Yeah. Rowan, you got anything for us, John? No, I don't have anything else about that. I'm in. All right. So before we call up Kyle, because he can help us with baseball and Bryce Harper and some cap, or not just hockey stuff, the big thing in the news is the Los Angeles Lakers are doing terrible. They just lost to the Suns. And... <laughs> Come on, son. LeBron's taking a ton of heat, and I gotta say, I think he deserves it. You're supposedly... The, I'm gonna say he is, for now, the best player in the league. I know Kevin Durant's right there. I know Giannis is right there. I'm still gonna take LeBron. He's the best player in the league, and your team now is better than your team last year. And they look terrible. They just don't look good. Yeah, you could say Lonzo Ball's out. His defense is actually a big factor in all that. Excuse me. But they just don't look good. Ever since the Anthony Davis trade rumors, hasn't looked good. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. Tried to trade your whole team away. That was it. This dude, LeBron, <laughs> he has come out recently and blasted his team for the lack of defensive work. But if you were to go watch his games and just watch him, what defense does this man play? Right, it starts with him. Yep. Like, are you... To achieve your GOAT status, you got to lead by example. And even just to secure yourself as best player in the league. You're LeBron James. You're hurting your own brand. You need to step up and play defense, LeBron James. What it, is this? It really looks I'm like... Paying, I'm not paying to watch you shoot. I'm paying you to be an all-around basketball player. Yeah, it really <laughs> looks like this move to L.A. was for more than basketball. Which is fine, but if I'm the Lakers... When he's in season, when he's playing games, when there's legacies on the line, he needs to be fully invested in basketball. Not working on his TV show, The Shop. Not working on any movies, future projects, Space Jam 2, which <laughs> is going to be sick. Yeah, yeah let's <laughs> that, that, that announcement brought us all back. He needs to be the best player in the league. If he wants... That title to surpass LeBron or Michael Jordan as the best player, he needs to play better. And if you ask me, if things if they don't make the playoffs, if they keep looking terrible, he he kind of goes down on that ranking for me. He's not he loses ground on Michael Jordan because of this performance and how he wasn't able to carry this team better. And I think a lot of it has to do with trying to get Anthony Davis. I think it's a bad look on LeBron. I think he wants all of the glory and none of the blame. But the fact of the matter is, as the best player, you got to deal with both. You got to play defense, which I know he does, especially when he was called out. But to, he needs to play at a consistent level all the time, be an example for his young teammates. And he's, he's just got to play better. Yeah. I, yeah I, I don't think he will ever catch up to Michael Jordan on the greatest of all time, but yeah, he needs to, he needs to be a leader on the team and not, and leaders don't, um, call out players and, um, yeah, just like John said, he needs to lead, lead by example and he hasn't done that all season, so. Yeah, not publicly at least. He can call out yeah. teammates behind oh, yeah, closed yeah, yeah. doors, yeah. but yeah, not, not to the media. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this also in my own personal opinion, shows the lack of a coach, the lack of a coach's necessity, or, no, I take that back, the lack of a coach's influence in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, like, a, a coach, a manager, should be, you know, calling the shots, running the plays, keeping, even keeping LeBron in his place. Yeah, it's, it's almost like he doesn't respect Luke Walton. Which yeah. maybe he doesn't. Right. And, I mean, maybe he doesn't, and I think that's a slide on him as a player. But even, you know, comparing, I know it's just apples and oranges, but comparing the aspect of coaching, like, an NBA coach, I would never guess this, the Lakers coach to pull a Pep Guardiola behind closed doors and be like, guys, 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 shut up, no talking. <sighs> you know, LeBron yeah. 
maybe do that, but even then, you know, it's just, he doesn't, he did that in the media, and it's just no bueno all the way around. Yeah. One of the things that's kind of weird for me is, I don't think anyone was expecting the Lakers to make the playoffs this year. I think everyone was like, this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Lakers, um, you know, and then maybe, you know, there weren't expectations for LeBron to make the playoffs with the Lakers this year, and to do well in well in the Western Conference, but he's kind of like, I don't know, like he's kind of hurting himself by like, and I mean, I know he's a he's a big name, obviously he's going to be in the news, but like the things that he's been doing has drawn attention to the Lakers, and now it seems like they're underperforming, where the story at the beginning of the season was, they're not, they're not trying to do anything this year, that, I mean, how are you going to get past Golden State? Um, Oklahoma, uh, Rockets, Houston, yeah. all those big teams, like, like they can't hang with them. So it's like, and he's just, he's just hurting himself even more. Like there weren't expectations for them to do anything this year. Well, and yeah, I think he's kind of, he's kind of hurt himself, I think by doing, I don't by being as, as controversial as he's been this season. <laughs> Right. I don't think anyone expected them to win this year. I think you're right. Everyone was just like, all right, this year, it is what it is, but it's for the next year because there's all these free agents like Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousin, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, all these free agents, Kevin Durant. Michael Madura. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm available now, teams. Um, but I think people did expect maybe a sixth through an eighth seed, maybe a fifth seed. Nevertheless, they expected better than this. Yep. Yeah. Like, with the best player in the world... I mean, comes... yeah, it is LeBron. Right. They obviously don't have Phoenix Suns expectations. Right. But... You, there's no reason for them to lose to the Suns. None. Yeah. No, no reason. <laughs> so, that... In fact, they suck. Like, if he gives up on the season... What, like, what does he expect if he gives up on the season? Does he expect other players to give up or keep playing hard if he's not going to... So, we'll see. Yeah. But, uh... He's kind of uncomfortable with his... Where he is... With where his team is and is trying to... Was trying to change it too much. Yeah. He just wanted Anthony Davis and he didn't get it. Which, you know, it happens. But, is even AD a good fit for the Lakers? Like, LeBron needs shooters. He needs Ray Allen, Shea Battier, you know... On the outside, so he can control the ball. AD's a great player, but he needs a Clay Thompson. He needs Kevin Durant. He needs guys like that. So okay, real quick, uh, do you think they make the playoffs? No. Was it top six or is it top eight? It's top eight. eight. Top eight. So they're in tenth place. They're only what five games back from that. From a playoff spot against the Spurs are in the eighth spot right now. I don't. Think you don't think they, they make it? If they do, they'd make it to the eighth, and then they'd be crushed by the Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'll say yeah, and then get crushed by the Warriors. I'm gonna go no. I was just curious. Oh, is this going to our tally? I don't. It mm. doesn't have to. Nah. <laughs> I was nah. literally just curious if you guys thought he would make it. They would make the playoffs. Um, just a quick note, I just signed into Bleacher Report, and there's a new article that's like, if Josh Josh Rosen goes for anything less than a one, it's a failure. Because, I mean, it makes sense. Very talented young player, he should get a one. The question you have to ask, I think, if you're a team is, would you rather have a rookie this year, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, anyone else, or would you rather... Let's pick the Redskins, for example. You're sitting at 15. Would you rather have... And I'm going to say they pick a quarterback because Alex Smith is out again for a year and Colt McCoy is their starting quarterback right now. Would they rather have Josh Rosen, trade their 15 for Josh Rosen, who has a year of experience, first-round pick, pocket passer, good talent, or would you rather draft Daniel Jones from Duke? who's a rookie, and you don't know how he's going to play. I'd go with Josh Rosen. Zion Williamson. 
Wrong sport, John. Come on, man. But yes, I know what you mean. I mean, I, if he if he th- decides to throw the football, I'd, I'd probably take him as well. He's a big dude. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. A team like the Redskins, though, they need they need other other things in the draft as well, though. Yeah. That they can get in the first round. I mean, they had, they had a good team they, if you think about it. Their defense. Yeah. They just had a bunch of injuries. And they, yeah, they did. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, literally, like even if he was a a second year rookie, then like third round pick doesn't sound as bad. But you literally drafted him last year, and you traded up to get him first round. You traded up to get him, and. I don't know. It just looks bad. Like, I get that it's a new coach and all that. Um, and he wants what he wants, or he wants who he wants, and coaches should have it that way. They should be able to build their own team how they want it um, versus being judged off of how another coach's team works. But he was literally last last year. <laughs> And he so. didn't have a lot of help on the Cardinals either, so. Yeah. Either We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say it as well. I think Kyler Murray goes one to the Cardinals. I'm just going to say it. All right. Mm. Can we get Kyle? Oh, can I say one quick thing real quick? Of course you can. Yeah. So, not necessarily related, but just want to get into um, a quick little my case before you know, favorite sports moment of the week. But Yomith Kijelja broke the world record in the mile, but it doesn't net in the indoor mile. Although incredible, track and field is killing itself because of the prices they charge for people to watch it. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, really? People want to watch, or, you know, people want to watch the whole 3 minute and 47 second video of him running around a track, which for, you know, standard for context that's 14 miles an hour on a treadmill that's crazy okay john um and then but to show this showcase this man's range he also broke 60 minutes in the half marathon by running a 59 57 that's crazy crazy wow and he broke 350 he's the only person to have done that in the mile and the half marathon but Like I said, it only really matters to runners and people who are into track and field. And all you can really watch is a 20-second clip of him. Yeah. So, John, this is kind of related, kind of not, but something you should look into. Johnny Manziel's wife or girlfriend, I don't know if they're married, but she apparently signed up for a marathon. Maybe it was a half marathon. People are skeptical. They think they're calling her a cheater. Right, because she was at... She wasn't she like at world record pace, and I haven't looked into it, but I, but I have, but I need to. Yeah, look into it because it was like world record pace, and there's like data missing from like her checkpoints. Oh really? Yeah, come yeah. on, dude. So, but people are just like, oh, you're just hating. I'm just like, no, like you don't just wake up and run a world record time. So maybe she does. <laughs> I don't think I, so. Don't cheat. Don't cut courses. Don't be a bandit and just run races that you're not registered for. Right. All right. Um, also, don't go. Otherwise, you're out of the sport. Boom. Forever. Well said. So we brought on our friend Kyle. We went to our school with him. Bonded. He oh, is whoa. a guest to help us talk about uh, Bryce Harper to the Phillies. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me on. Um... I think the biggest statement to say is that, you know, being a Philly fan, at least we're going to we're going to have at least some ability to win this year, so thank God for that. <laughs> but the uh, the other thing is is a lot of people aren't thinking about the long-term ramifications. You know, the outfield's pretty well built in Philly now. You have Bryce Harper, you have a backup in McCutcheon who just was signed by the Phillies. You have Odubel Herrera playing center field and just saw another guy they just signed. I can't remember his name right now. But they have a pretty stacked outfield. They've been redoing, I think, about half their lineups all new. 
So they really have been looking at building up a new team. I think the biggest question will be their pitching. That'll be the most interesting thing to see. But for Bryce Harper joining, it's going to have long-term ramifications. I just saw a headline the other day that said that they think Mike, uh, Mike Trout could be interested in joining also. I mean, $25 million per year. Luckily, that's a, it's a high amount, but it's not so high that they can't add a couple more players. Is there a salary cap in baseball? I don't have, Yes there, and no. There's a fine if you spend too much. Okay. Yeah. But, like, there's not. Because the Yankees can get everyone they want. Um, and it's nothing to them. <laughs> but, yeah, sort of. It's weird. Baseball's a weird sport. Like, rules-wise and all that. Um... So, I'm kind of on the other side of this. Uh, I am a Nationals fan. Um, first off, I didn't want to pay too much for Harper to begin with. I think our outfield is pretty good. Um, You're saying that as a Red Sox fan, right? Uh, I'm actually I'm more of a Nationals fan just because oh, okay. I grew up in the area and I really started watching baseball with them. Um, but anytime I'm up in Boston, I like to go see the Sox, but... Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I definitely didn't want to pay too much for him. Uh, the thing that, and I'm not, honestly, like, some of the initial anger and shock of it has kind of worn off, um, but I just thought that the way he handled, the thing that rubs me wrong is the way he handled the whole off season, um, you know, with with, like, the co- the MLB, the show cover, you know, he couldn't even rep the, the Nats on that. Um, like, regardless of whether or not you're leaving, you could have been, like, you know, like, I'm really, like, thankful for the time that I spent with my, this team, so I'll show him off on the on the cover. Now, he, he just wore a, a hoodie and said, hey, stay tuned to see what, what jersey I'm going to be wearing at the end of the season. So it was all about him. Um, and uh, the way that he kind of handled it all kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Right after he he announced that he was going to Philly, he unfollowed the Nationals on Instagram and all that stuff. Um, so I was like, did you even want to be here in the first place? Um, and he's done a lot for the city. Um, they've... Personally, I won't be one of the people that's booing uh, when he comes home to D.C., uh, but I know a lot of people will, and I think they're kind of justified in that. Um, and uh, But he has done a lot. Uh, we got him in 2012. I think he was the first overall pick. Um, and, you know, since then we've been consistently able to contend for the playoffs um, and able to, or, you know, able to contend for a division title um, and do decent in the playoffs. Um, The thing about it, though, is we, he hasn't won anything. Um, So, like, that's why I couldn't get, like, he's a good player, there's no mistake about that, but he's very hot and cold. Um, when he's on, he's he's really on, uh, but when he's he's in a, his little slumps that he gets in, and every baseball player gets sort of the, those slumps, um, he is off. Like basically, from the month of like late June to the All Star break, you can count him out um, because. He's not going to hit anything. <laughs> um, and so so that's one of the things that that I was like, I don't want to pay too much for him. Um, and, you know, we have had a, a good team. The people in Vegas are always saying the Nats are, are one of the favorites to win the World Series. And, like, it's easy to kind of, like, write that off as, like, uh, whatever – but like these are people that are professionally, it's their job to to look at teams and and all that and decide 
you know, who who they want to put their money on. So, like, it's not just smoke and mirrors or anything like that. Um, and we haven't done anything. We haven't even made it to NLCS. So, like, how how good is he really? Let's, well, let's also not forget that uh, he said he wants to bring a title back to D.C. So I don't know what he's thinking there, but his head's not in Philly yet. I know. How much do you have to... At least we know how much you have to pay somebody to live in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> that, was an SN, that was an SNL joke. I didn't think of that on I my mean, own. wouldn't uh, you? Like, I still like it. Well, th- I thought it was really funny. Are the contracts guaranteed? They are. So are you kidding me? 13 years, $330 million, He's getting all of that? Are you kidding? I'd take so, that too. So, so there are no well, salary caps or max contracts. They have a strong union, which will fight for them. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're guaranteed. So I guess one of my questions for you, Kyle, is um, I know it's you seem very optimistic about it, um, but how do you feel about the fact that he was using your contract, using your offer, the Phillies' offer as leverage for other teams until, like, basically the last second. Um, and then the actual contract itself is 13 years. He's got a no trade clause. So the Phillies can't trade him unless he wants to be traded. Um, and the Phillies have a no buyout clause. So he can't have his contract bought out. Like how, in my opinion, it just seems like a, a pretty rough deal. Bottom <laughs> line is, is I think it's, the Phillies are paying Bryce Harper $330 million. Yeah, for 13 years. How, how do you feel about all of that? Uh, so I think the biggest thing to start off is that you have to look at that he's a, for the $330 million they're going to pay him, he's a, he's a big-name star right now. And he's got some good years left. He's got probably another... Seven to eight good years left, and then he'll probably fade off for the last four to five. Let's not lie. But I think the other thing it does for him is a lot of people don't think about it. He's Mormon, and I'm sure he loves. He's very. He seems like a pretty family oriented man. He is Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) Roland and I had the same reaction. We're like, what does this have to do with anything? But I'm thinking that probably. (laughs) Think about this way. He probably wants to go to a place, lay down, like, he's been married, he has, he, he has, but I think he wants to, like, really put down roots, build a family somewhere, and enjoy one place. Um, I said that I don't think he couldn't do that in D.C., I'm not sure that the structure was built for him, I think the thing is, you have to look at the fan base. I mean, he, when you look at him, he wants to, like, I've seen, I was watching a video the other day where it was just him fighting other guys when they just hit him, like, he is a very Philly person in my mind. He's not going to take their crap. He's going to talk back, and he's frustrated. Um, and I think that he kind of carrying that momentum is why I definitely don't enjoy that he played it off against other teams. But I think the thing is, is that you know, in the truthful, in the truth of baseball and sports, it's how much money. It's a money grab. How much money can you get as fast as you can? I mean, you're talking about that Manny Machado just took more money to go play for the Padres. And, uh, you know, I was listening to a, uh, someone talk about it, and they said, think about it. He's making $30 million, and if the team's terrible in San Diego, he gets to sit on the, sit on the beach every night. Uh, what was the contract, was it released that the Nats offered him? It was, I think it was the same amount of money, so $330 million, but it was a 10-year deal. Okay. So, only only three years less, but looking at it, he would make, like, an extra $5 million per year. Right. Because it was the same amount of money, I think. Yeah, and so. I, my friend told me that the Dodgers offered him, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, offered him a four-year contract, but each year was $45 million. So in half of the time, in less in a third of the time, he makes more than half of the amount of money he would have made in Philadelphia. 
one of the things that I know he was really looking for was a long-term contract. Okay. Um, so I think that that probably has more to do with uh, how short it was versus how much money it was. Okay. So, the last... but again, it's L.A. He, one of the things that he was really looking for in the offseason was a big sports market um, that he could have a lot of outreach yeah. and a lot of influence over. And, I mean... Philly's a bigger sports market than D.C., but it's still not L.A. or New York or whatever. So so here's the last question I have. Bryce Harper is obviously one of the biggest stars in the MLB. When was the last time a big-name free agent close to his caliber or his caliber was signed and it led to a World Series title? If you can think of one. Like, did A-Rod... I know Cano hasn't led one to the Mariners. Pujols hasn't gotten one right. I think the the team that I always think of um, is the New York Yankees. That's... I mean, it's kind of a play on the New York Yankees this year, if you kind of pay attention. The Phillies generally tend to build up their team from the bottom up. I mean, when they won the World Series in 2008... It was growing. Sorry about that, everyone. We had a uh, technical difficulty called operational error. Um, <laughs> basically, you didn't miss much. It was just Kyle just keep going on about how the Yankees uh, spent a lot to win a World Series. The point I was getting at before we go to Zay on his opinion on all of this was it doesn't seem like big free agent spending directly correlates to World Series titles. And you, I think you see that in a lot of sports. Go ahead, Seth. So Okay, so I think all of MLB is insane. I think Bryce Harper is the most overrated baseball player. Uh, I think he's... I don't, I think he's so, I don't think he's good. He's basically... A, I think he's a home run hitter. He hits a home run or strikes out. And I hate those kind of players. Uh... If you look at, I just I looked up his stats. Out of the last two out of the three seasons, he has hit below two fifty. But then, if you look at Andrew McCutcheon, who's also a, uh, a an outfitter for the Phillies, who they signed for much less than Bryce Harper, he's never hit below two fifty. So, in a season, I think I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I think you're wasting a ton of money on someone that's not even that good. Um, but, hey, it's Philly, so go ahead and do it. I don't care. Uh, I think, I yeah, I'm all for this because I think they're crazy. Xavier, those uh, are the takes we love to hear on this podcast. <laughs> but I think it's ridiculous. $330 million for 13 years? That's ridiculous. Yeah, good for the Phillies for making a stupid mistake. Um, yeah, have fun with him because he's he's like an Antonio Brown as well. He has caused so many issues in the locker room. Um, I just he's just he's so arrogant. I think. Yeah, he is. Have have fun with him, Philly. Go ahead. I think that's part of the uh, the grab towards Philly, though, is that all of those things is that he is arrogant. He is pushy. He, the Philly doesn't have a star. It's a nobody team right now. There is no one person, no one, anyone really can point out. I think that if you're a real baseball diehard, then you're going to know, you know, right. You're going to know the random guys who are going to be really good on the team and who's really pulling their weight. And I do agree. I mean, it's probably too much of a contract, but I can't imagine you're going to sign anyone for less. I think that Philly is a huge sports market. I mean, if you just look at a lot of the athletes that come there, they become bigger names or they do great things. Um, But I don't think uh, he can't. I I think he has a decent chance of winning World Series. Um, But I also think that there's a huge part for the team to develop around him. I think there's a lot of players in the farm system that he still has. I don't think it's completely a, a Bryce Harper-dominated team. And I think that's part of the thing that you'll kind of forget, but it makes it easier on everyone else, is that there isn't any... I mean, he's going to take the heat. He's going to ask the questions. He's going to be yelled at. I think one of the 
ironically, Zay, I think one of the classier moves is he wouldn't take uh, 34. I don't know if you saw the press conference, but he refused to take 34 in respect to Doc Holliday. And he took number three. He's going to play be number three with the Phillies. Okay, I, I don't care about that. I'm just... <laughs> okay, yes, that's nice of him to do that. Like, I get that, but he's had a less than 250 average two of the, out of the past three seasons. He's won an MVP, though. Yeah. Okay, but I just... I think he's done. I think his... So is Andrew McCutcheon. We got both. Okay, yeah. Why? Okay, Kyle, if you said... You said a minute ago, <laughs> Kyle, that... The Phillies like to build up right from the farm system, which is great. The Pirates have tried to do that for years. <laughs> it hasn't worked out. But the Yankees but, are still winning World Series. Okay, but why if they're trying to do that and why would you sign someone like Bryce Harper? I think it's a speed up tactic. They they're watching the Yankees. I mean the Yankees beat them a couple years ago in the World Series. They have the money, and I think they have the owners right now that are going to go out there and willing to spend the money. So you might as well go get the players while your farm system builds. You know, think about the Yankees and how many players that they go out and grab. No great players sitting in their farm system. All right. Yeah. Um, so my last, my my kind of last thoughts on this is uh, the NL East is pretty ridiculous now um philly was looking to be a really good team last season uh they're certainly going to be uh better this year uh atlanta nobody was expecting them to be as good as they were this past season they're only going to get better uh the mets are kind of uh now but they have you know in the past decade they've kind of been the one competing with the nationals um for division title and stuff uh, the past couple of years. Um, Miami's always uh, at the bottom. But, so, I mean, the Nats are, and they, they've they also made some good off-season uh, moves to, to try and, you know, stay committed to the playoff race. Uh, NL East is not going to be a joke. Um, it's it's going to be a pretty hard-fought division, um, and yeah. Yeah, so I think this move was definitely uh, bigger than just baseball because it brings a lot of energy to Philly in general. So we'll see what happens if it pays off. John, you want to add anything? Nah, man. I just want the Phillies to win a World Series because that would mean another half million, or you know, another half billion <laughs> infrastructure damage to Philly. <laughs> All right, that's very... Uh, that's very nice of you. All right, so um, we want to touch on the NHL. I, being a Caps fan, wanted to bring attention to Ovechkin, who has 45 goals on the season. I think he's going to get 50, which is incredible. And I talked to a couple of my roommates um, who are big Caps fans. If they, because they lead the Met, Metropolitan Division now after their last two wins, one over the Islanders, one over the Rangers, and they both kind of said the same thing that they would be surprised if the, they won, um, because they have good offense but not defense, and that um, Tampa teams like Tampa Bay is hard. Um, but they don't always compete well for three periods. So I want to ask you guys who like a little hockey, if, um, you know, what are the chances of repeat? Do you guys think they could do it, or who do you think is winning the Cup this year? Um, I don't want to go first. I don't think they repeat. Yeah? Any reason? I just think the playoff system... The challenge of the playoff system makes it... I think extremely difficult to repeat. So not just saying the way that it's set up, but I haven't kept too up to date with the NHL standings, but I just think the fact that it can just be one rough week or one rough two weeks and that's it for a team can kind of spell to you. So I don't think that they repeat, no. Okay. 
Vigiana Kyle. Kyle. Uh, okay, so, I think, <clears throat> no, I don't, I do not think they're gonna repeat, um. Is this you being objective or subjective here? Uh, it's completely subjective. Um, <laughs> but I think, again, this is be, me being subjective, I think it's either gonna be the Penguins or the Lightning, just because, and I know people are probably thinking I'm crazy because the Penguins are still fighting for a spot in the playoffs. But, honestly, when you're Sidney Crosby, all you care about is getting in the playoffs. Um, so, once you get in, I think it's a completely different, uh, I don't know, you play completely different. So, I think... Um, it's like the yeah. Patriots. When the Patriots get in the playoffs, they're fine. Exactly, yeah. So, um, I mean, the West is good. And, like, you look at, like, the Flames and how they have the most points in the West... But I I don't see it happening. I just they they're not a team that has been in the playoffs. They have been, but they haven't been successful in the playoffs. So recently, at least, I just maybe Nashville can make a run. I mean, that's they're always they've been good for a couple years now. So I think they could always. But I I just think it's it's either uh, Lightning. There's no way. The Hurricanes or Islanders. I don't see the Capitals. I just, I don't know. I think it's someone from the, I think it's Penguins or, Cap, or Lightning for me. All right, Roland, wrap it up. Um, for me, I actually think a, a, a team from the West has a better shot than they've had in a while. Even as a, as a San Jose fan. Um, but, you know, the... The Golden Knights are still a good team. They're not the first in Pacific Division like they were last year, but they've cooled off a little bit. But they're still a really good team. Um, Sharks have a really good team. Flames have a really good team. Uh, one of my big ones is the Jets. Uh, Winnipeg's a, a really good team, and we saw that last year in the playoffs. Um, I think that... Um, yeah, whoever whoever's going to come out of the West is going to be a tough team. Well, that's also true, though, because whoever comes out of the West is going to be probably pretty worn out from um, having to go through that, that gauntlet. Um, but, yeah, I definitely agree with Lightning, although I don't think they're ever going to win. It seems like they're never actually going to make or win the Stanley Cup. Um, it always seems like they're in the conference game. Um, the Lightning, Boston, um, hopefully the Sharks. Can I, can I get uh, in here for one second? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't say Philly. I really think that it's going to be the goaltending. I mean, I think the thing is the Islanders have had pretty, I've heard, from what I've heard from reports is that they've had pretty decent two, they've had two pretty decent goaltenders. I mean, Holpe has been usually a brick wall. And that's what keeps the, you know, the Washington in it. Um, I'm not sure if they'll repeat. I really don't think they will. But, uh, I mean, I just think Barry Trotz was such a dominating factor in their in their championship. And he's not there anymore. I don't think Pittsburgh has the goalie in Murray to win a championship. I think he's just not there. I think he needs a little more time to develop. He might. Um, but I hold, on, think- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, he won two Stanley Cups. Now I agree with you. He's having a bad season right now. I say now, come on, Zay. But I know that. But you can't say he needs more time to develop. He already has two Stanley Cups under him. Yeah. I think he's just subpar. I agree. I think we should have traded Matt Murray instead of Marc Andre Fleury. But I just, you can't say he needs more time to develop because he already has two Stanley Cups under him. I just look at that Marc Andre Fleury last year after getting literally uh, given away by Pittsburgh, won to the Stanley Cup again. I think that that's like that's going to be the Golden Knights' saving grace if they make it back. And I think the I think that uh, I can't remember his exact name. Is it Remy <clears throat> that for um, uh, the Panthers? I think that the Panthers just picked up uh, Simmons. And I think that they could push a little, have a pretty good push in the playoffs. I mean, 
I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think the Jets have had been there for the last couple of years, and I think they have the fan base and the desire to win. I just don't know. I mean, the team I'm kind of shocked, but I feel like they could come through is the Leafs, the Maple Leafs. I mean, that's just a huge fan base. That's a passionate team. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. I think there. I think the thing is there's a, only a really a small handful of teams that have the opportunity to win this year. I, I, I think it's going to become much less once we actually hit the playoffs. And don't forget, the Maple Leafs have the power of the priesthood. Father yeah. Jim. Father Jim Donahue. Now for him. Big Leafs fan. But I I do agree with you, Kyle. I mean, last year, Holt beat from Game 6 against the Lightning was just a stone wall, except for Game 1 versus the Knights. And he was a big reason why the Caps won. So goaltending, always important. Um, so, Kyle, you're, you're very welcome to join us this episode. Um, normally we end it by saying our favorite sports moment of the week if we have one. Do you have a favorite moment from this week? Uh, I think I want to thank you guys for letting me guest talk today. Um, but I think my uh, favorite moment from the week um, is uh, I know Simmons just got traded from the Flyers and he was one of probably my favorite players ever in hockey. He great. He wrote a great article Um uh, I think it's on, I think it's the, the player, it's the website where players can write, it's called. Oh, the Players yeah. Tribune. Yeah, the Players Tribune. Um, he wrote one called uh, The Astronaut, or it's, it's about being uh, one of the first ever and only black men in hockey and what the different racism that he comes across. Mm-hmm. It's really good if you get a chance, but I think that he had a moment, um, and they did a mic'd up season, and it was a good you know, experience because he got the player's helmet even though he didn't score the winning goal, even though he wasn't part of it. Uh, that was my moment of the week just because I got to watch one of my favorite players who ever played probably for Philly, just a hard, tough guy, uh, get his last time. So that was my thing. All right. Who's next? My favorite sports moment of the week, MLS is back. FC Cincinnati had an incredible debut goal, even though they went on to lose. I think it'll be a soft launch for them, kind of like the Minnesota United, the loons up there. But MLS is back, which means we will have soccer through the summer to watch and enjoy. Epic showing from DC United against Atlanta in the rain. Get excited that MLS is back. Nice. But, but Roland, quick soccer question. You pick the. You have to pick the winner of the Premier League right now, Man City or Liverpool. Who do you think will win? Not exactly. Who will you want to win? Um, Liverpool, Man City. They're the man, only left. Man City. I agree. I think, I think the fact that Liverpool has has I think dropped eleven points in the last nine games because of draws and losses is just. I mean that. They haven't done what it takes down this stretch. I'm glad you said something about it, because that's what I... We, we forgot to talk about it. I put it in the thing, and we forgot to mention it, because we got Catalan. Um, okay. So, real quick, shameless plug here uh, for the EPL and MLS. Um, I also liked watching the MLS. I watched the Seattle-Cincinnati game. Uh, my notes for that were... Uh, MLS is back since he got wrecked. Um, Jordan Morris is back. He was out for over a year with a knee injury and was playing out wide and looking fantastic, which is good news for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, also, if you're not watching the Premier League, uh, now is a a great time to start. Um, There was a lot of drama. Uh, this past week, because there were a lot of um, like big rivalry matches going on, so now's definitely the time to tune in. You've got the relegation race that's going on pretty good, um, and you've got the title race, which is really tight. Uh, the, t- the two teams that are left that have a chance are both one point away from each other, and they've kind of been flip-flopping. Um, and then the other thing I have is the Fulham manager got fired uh, one year after they saw their now that they're being relegated one year after being promoted into the Premier League. So um, thought this that was is the second manager there this season. 
Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so they fired their first manager, hired Claudio Ranieri, and then fired Claudio Ranieri. Wow. Um, yeah, so if anyone's not familiar, Fulham is a London team, and they are owned by the same person who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, oh. uh, so Clint Dempsey played for them um, back in the day, uh, and they were going to be playing in the Championship League again. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. Zay, do you have one? I don't really have one this week, just a little disclaimer. Yeah. I don't either, but I just saw that Tim Tebow got his first two hits in spring training. Oh, so, that's some news. Wait, <laughs> those weren't even my sport moments of the week. It was just me talking about soccer. All right. Real quick, my two sports moments of the week are, I have two. One of them was Bryce Harper in his first Phillies press conference saying that they want to bring a title back to D.C. That um, was hysterical. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and the other one was... Uh, the New York Rangers goaltender throwing his stick at Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> yeah. Even though it cost him the game, that man deserves to have a stick thrown at him. That was awesome. <clears throat> oh, I love. You guys it. didn't see the Minnesota Wild guy like flick up the stick with his gate? <laughs> that was real cool. All right. So I've done that. So oh, okay. I don't have one. Go play in the NFL, you bum. <laughs> Nothing really <laughs> stuck out to me this week. Nothing really stuck out to me this week. I mean, I enjoyed the combine. I watched some hockey. I watched some college basketball. I watched some NBA. Nothing really stuck out. Um, I just hope there's more drama. NBA free agency coming up. Nick Foles expected to sign with uh, the Jaguars. Justin Houston was released today by the Chiefs. D Ford got the tag. So it'll be exciting. The NFL free agency is always exciting. So we'll definitely keep you up to date on some stuff like that. And you guys got anything else? Nope. All right. Nope. Cool. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. Ask us any questions. We love audience interaction. And we will catch you next week.